Thanks so much for listening to the Living Grace Church podcast. You can catch all our sermons on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this message. So welcome. Um, just as Pastor Claudio was was talking, I was just thinking, you know, maybe it's something that we should do right now is just have a, a, a quick word of affirmation and maybe something that we, we all say together. So if you can just repeat after me. Um, this is Bible, so it's okay. Uh, I have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now this is, I think, just say it, just repeat it to yourselves now. I think it's such a, such a powerful statement um, and, and such a powerful verse that you can apply right now that will lift your spirits and just understand that you know, you're in a time where, where it may be tough, but God has given you everything to be able to deal with it. Now, before I get into the message this morning, I'm going to say a quick prayer. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this morning, Lord God. We thank you for, for this day, Father. We, we honor it to you, Lord God. And uh, Father, I pray as this word goes out that it would uh, go towards good soil, Lord God, that it would produce fruit, Lord. And, um, and, and I pray that you would multiply it in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, um, the message. The message this morning. Uh, the title, I always come with a title. I like to have titles. And the title of this message is in but not of. Fairly simple. And uh, we'll cut straight to it. I want to get straight into uh, a verse this morning. And that verse is Judges 3, verse 1 to 6. Now, I want to obviously apologize to my Connect group that has heard this message probably three times over the last uh, three weeks at our Connect. But, um, but it's good to hear it again. And anyone that I've spoken to over the last couple of weeks as well has probably heard it as well. But, um, but again, we'll, we'll jump straight into it. So uh, if we can turn there, Judges 3, 1 to 6. And I'm going to start reading now. Now these are the nations which the Lord left that he might test Israel by them. Now, first of all, I should, I should put, get some background into to what's going on at the moment. This is um, a time where the Israelites are inside the promised land. Uh, they've been inside the promised land for a while. Um, it's it's after the time of, of Joshua and Caleb. This is a couple of, uh, a generation after that, and um, it's talking about this time. Now these uh, it's talking about a time where um, actually I'll read the verse and we'll talk about that. That he might test Israel by them. That is all who had not known of any of the wars of Canaan. So these Israelites didn't know any of the wars. This was also so that the generations of the children of Israel might be taught to know war, at least those who had not formerly known it, namely five lords of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidians, the Hivites, who dwelt in Mount Lebanon, from Mount Baal Hermon to the entrance of Hamath, and, were, and they were left that he might test Israel by them to know whether they would obey the commandments of the Lord, which he had commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. So this is a time where, where God had said, these five armies have been put in this promised land for you to learn how to depend and trust on me and learn how to drive these people out. You need to learn how to depend on me. And this is God's optimistic nature. He believes in people way more than we give him credit for. 
way more. He's, he's given us every single uh, ability to be able to handle these things. So you take this now in context of your own life and you go, there, there are problems that, that arise. There's problems that are arising now. We're, which we're, we're in times where, where problems are continuing to arise. But just know that I'm not saying God put them there. But what I'm saying is, is He's given you the ability to deal with those issues. And you know what? Use it as a time to start depending on God little by little and, um, and, and watch what happens. You know, this is about growing your faith. This is about learning how to depend and lean on God. And that's why God left these nations in the promised land, just so they could learn how to depend on God, because we need to be continually learning on how to do that. Now, I'll read a little bit further. Thus, the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. If only they had some dynamites. And they took their daughters to be their wives and gave their daughters to their sons and they served their gods and their children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord their God and served Balaam in the groves. So what had happened is, you hear in that verse, verse, um, verse 5 is, they dwelt among them. This was, this was something um, that it, it, it's so, it's so like, it seems so small, but it's what became their undoing. They dwelt among them. Whatever you tolerate will dominate. Eventually, it dominated them. They wanted to be, they wanted to, they wanted peace. They, they wanted to be accepted. They didn't want to be the, 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 the misfits. They didn't want to cause trouble. They, they didn't want to look different. And in that whole process of doing everything and, and dwelling among them, they started adopting their gods. They started giving up to their idols. They started um, doing things, breeding with them, you know, and, and, and in doing that, they, they opened up the doors to a lot of, uh, a lot of problems down the track. Um, a little bit of history into some of their gods. I'll give you a bit of a rundown. Um, some of these, these tribes all had their own tribal gods. And I think it's interesting because we, we read the Bible, you know, from surface level and, it, and, and principle, which is the right thing to do. But some, I like to go into it a little bit. The, some of these tribal gods, um, the Amorites had a, had a tribal god called Amru, who was the, the god of um, the storm, who had a wife and uh, her name was Taru. And that translates to, um, it was also a mother god who also translated to the one who walks on the sea. And uh, if, you, if you remember Jesus, when, when he was um, out on the oceans and he calmed the storm, you know, to some of these tribes, he was proving, I am the God that calms the storm. I'm in control of this. And, uh, and even when he walked on water, he was, depending on what nationality um, you were, he was proving that your God's not the one that walks the water. I'm the God that walks on water. So he did these things in, in such a way that he was proving and disproving their, their principalities and their gods over there because, you know, they didn't just have um, these false idols. These were principalities. They were, um, they were uh, uh, forces, the d demons. Um, let's, let's just call them what they were. They were false gods. Um, but everyone recognized the, the Canaanite god, and that was the main god, which was uh, uh, Balaam or Baal Allah, depending on, on how you read it. Um, but they, beca they became conformed. They became conformed to the times they were in there, instead of being the ones who transformed their surroundings. And you know, that verse comes to mind in Romans 12, 2, where it says, And be, ye not, and be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. 
that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God and the perfect will of God. It's such a verse that you can really break down and look and, and, and really start to apply into our lives and go, you know what, there is um, a difference between a Christian and somebody of the world. There, there needs to be a difference between a, a, a believer and a non-believer. You know, Jesus calls us the salt of the earth. You know, we are supposed to be the light of the world and the salt of earth. And it says, but if the salt has lost its saltiness... It is good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden on men. And, and we look now at a time where Christians now really look identical to what the way the world looks. You know, we, we have adopted their systems. We're inside uh, and starting to dwell among them. We're afraid to speak out. We're afraid to be different from the world. But that's what God's called us to. Called us to. He says, the world did not understand me. And if they did not understand me, they won't understand you. You know, we can't afford to lose our edge as the church. We can't af afford to lose our flavor as the church. In times past, people would always say there was a God in Israel. Because every time God's people showed up, God would show up. Every single time. And if we continue reading on in, um, in Judges 3. Sorry, I'll just grab my... It goes on to, to talk about um, God raising up a deliverer. Every single time that God's people cried out to God, He always sent a deliverer. He always was there. It didn't, it didn't matter what they did. You know, they, they, they sinned against Him. They dwelt among them. They adopted their gods. They, they did all these things. But the moment they go, you know what, God, we need you, He showed up. And, and there's always, he always delivered them. The same way he did with um, while the Egyptians were, in, uh, sorry, the Israelites were in Egypt. You know, I, I think a lot of this comes down to our, our saltiness has been lost because the, the gospel or the preaching in churches has turned to a more of a self-help message rather than actually preaching the gospel. It's become a, 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 a you know, feed me message. But that's, that's changing. And I'm not saying our church is like that. I'm saying it is changing. You know, I was given um, the analogy of, of a, a salmon. And the reason why a salmon is because a salmon swims upstream. Um, it's different. It's, it needs to be strong. It needs to be alive. And to reproduce, it needs to swim upstream. A dead fish still travels with the flow of the current. So you just got to remember that. I think it's something so... Uh, just to think about that you, you, you might seem alive when you're going with the flows of the world. You might seem like things are normal, but let me tell you, you could be well and truly dead just going with the flow of things. A <laughs> couple of things uh, about salt as well, just on that as well, is uh, it, it cleans, it purifies, and it preserves. Now, I wanted to, to have a bit of a chat about, I, I guess, the time that the Israelites as well were, were uh, enslaved by the Egyptians. Now, they, they didn't, this is different. So, when they were in the Promised Land, they dwelt with the people, but in Egypt, they were actually separated. They lived in a land called Goshen. And in that land of Goshen, uh, while the plagues were happening, guess what? They could see the plagues happening to the people of Egypt, and vice versa, the Egyptians could see 
the plagues not happening to the Israelites. There was a clear distinction and difference between God's people and, God, and not God's people. You know, at the time, and all these plagues as well were, were direct attacks on the gods of Egypt as well. All in throughout that as well. And I just think it's so important that now, you know, we're seeing things that are happening and, and, and people are being affected, but it shouldn't be affecting us the same way. You know, God's people always thrived. Even while they were in bondage in Egypt, they were still at a position of, of multiplication to the point where the Egyptians were actually afraid they were going to take over them. They're multiplying too fast. Um, and, and we're talking about people that were malnourished. They, they, they probably didn't eat that well. They were overworked. Um, they, they, were, they were prisoners yet they were reproducing at a rate so fast that the Egyptians were worried. In fact, it talks about the, the, uh, um, the, uh, the Jewish women actually giving birth in the fields and continuing to, walk, to, continuing to work. Just God's hand on them. You could look at them and go, you know what, these people are obviously serving the one true God. There is undoubtedly a question. And that's how you know as a Christian um, you're living your, your life separate from the world. Is when people look at you and go, there's something different. Um, we'll go quickly to Numbers uh, 13. I hope I'm not going too fast. Sometimes it's a little odd talking straight into a camera and not having any <laughs> any any sort of noise here. Sorry, give me a moment. All right, Numbers 13, I'm not going to read the whole, whole story, but Numbers 13 is, is about the, the spies that were sent into Canaan. So this is actually before the time I was talking about in, in Judges 3. And it said, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving the children of Israel, for each tribe of their fathers shall send a man, every man, one a leader among them. So these, these 12 tribes gathered 12 men, a, reson, uh, um, a spy squad, to go out, suss out the land, come back, report on it, do nothing but report on it and go, hey, this is what the goal is. Is it a great place? Should we move in there? And this was a time um, when, when the fruits were, were ripe. Now, I'm reading, I'm just going to skim through this. I, I think you guys can read it yourself. Um, it's Numbers chapter 13. And they came back, and, I, and this is the main point of it. They came back and you had 10 spies go, oh, you know, this place is, is great, but the people are huge. Um, their, their defenses are strong. There's no way we're going to be able to do this. No way we're going to be able to do this. And in verse 25, if I find it, not 25, sorry. Okay, so these people have said, you know what, there's no way. And then it says, Then Caleb quieted, quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. So you had 10 spies come in and say, We can't do it at all. But Caleb comes in and says, Let us go now. We need to go now. And this is a, a saying that Smith Wigglesworth said. He says, Fear looks, faith jumps. 
It's one of those things that the more you think about, the harder it becomes. And Caleb understood this principle so much that he said, you know what? If we think about it, it's going to become more difficult in us. If we analyze it with our heads, it's going to become harder. But we need to go now because right now God is on our side. Right now I know that if we go, we will succeed because He is with us. And it goes on further and Joshua says the same thing. He says, these people are like bread to us. You know, it's the, this, you've got two different perspectives right there, there and then. And in fact, that bad report... It says bad report in the New King James and the King James Version. It actually calls it an evil report. It is so important to understand what you're speaking out of your mouth. Is it a good report or is it an evil report? And understand something really clear here. They spent the next 40 years inside, uh, wandering around the desert, just so that way of thinking could die. Jesus, God did not want that thinking to continue circulating. The only two people that came out of that generation was Joshua and Caleb. That thinking needed to die. And you think about that, that um, us coming into the, to the, to becoming a Christian from an unbeliever to a believer, the way of thinking needs to die and we need to be renewed in our mind. It's that thinking that needs to die. It's so important. It's such a, a mirror image of going the new and the old and, and God being able to wanting to just completely rip that idea out from us that nothing is impossible and and we need to understand and, and he wants us to know that nothing is impossible with him nothing is impossible with him and it is a, it is a good report smith wigglesworth also said that all lack is lack of faith is due to not feeding on the word of god you need it every day that is um the most important thing what are you feeding yourself every day if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that means that unbelief and doubt comes from hearing by the word of man. You know, uh, and, hear, and, and, and we know the word of man or, or somebody who's unsaved, they think like Satan. They think like the world. They haven't been renewed in their mind. So get into the word. Start feeding on this. Start understanding that, that there are problems but God has given us all things to be able to solve these problems. They've given us all things to be able to get through these problems, not just survive, but to thrive through them as well. Smith Wigglesworth said some great one-liners, and I'm just and I'm just thinking on them. I actually took a couple of um, notes down as I was reading a few, and there was a couple that really stuck, um, stood out to me. I know I'm going a bit back and forth, but but he says, "A man is in a great place when he has no one to turn to but to God." And I just think that's such such a time as this. Like right now, there is a time where where it looks impossible. And it probably is impossible. And so what? You know what? When there was times that it looked possible, God said, I'm going to make it more impossible just so you know and have no question in your heart that it was me that helped you out. You think of the story of Gideon. He goes, you know what? You have the men. Yes, sure. I'm going to half it. I'm going to get rid of a bunch of them just so you understand that it was me that did this victory. And, and that's what he wants to be for you. All the names of God that he has given to us is, is the person that he wants to be to us. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sidkenu. All these names is him going, I want to be this to you, not anything else. I don't want you to have any other God before, uh, uh, any other God before me. I want to be all these to you. I don't, I don't want it to be, to, to be medicine. I want to be the healer for you. I don't want it to be the banks. I want to be the provider. You've got to understand that's what he wants to be to his people. 
And he, he loves it. It's a good report. It is the good report and it's not the evil report to depend on God. And if there's anything that I can get out and express to you is in, in every single day from now, you just think about a time where you can go, I'm going to depend on God for this. Where it, it can start small. You know, there's no harm in starting small. Everybody started small. It's how you grow your faith. You know, it, it might be a, um, I always, I often say to, to our group, you know what, the, the times that we get a headache and we, we instantly go up to grab some Panadol. Instead of grabbing the Panadol, take, it, take a prayer first. You know, see what happens. Depend on God in that small time. And guess what? Every single day, you are constantly focusing on creating and growing faith and faith and faith. Because it, it, it's, it's not just a switch that switches on and all of a sudden you're living a, uh, you're living a miraculous life. You know, you look at the lives of John Lake and, and Smith Wigglesworth. You know, we all want their miracles. Same with Elijah and Elisha. We all want their miracles, but do we want to live a life the way they lived their life? The result. Everyone wants the result, but don't want to do it with the work that, that we need to get to that result. All right, so as I close up this morning, I just want us to, to really meditate on a couple of those things. Uh, that, that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given us every ability to deal with any problem ahead of us. So I'm going to say a quick prayer just to close off um, this morning as well. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this morning, Lord God. I, I thank you that, um, that this word would go out, Lord God, and, and as a seed, Lord God, it would grow and, and produce, Father, in somebody um, greatness, Lord God. Because you have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You are greatness within us. The hope of glory, Lord God, in us is the, is the mystery revealed, Lord God. And we love you for that, Jesus. We thank you that the victory is already ours, Lord God. We thank you that this is a message of gotten and not getting, Lord Jesus. You are the victor, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. Amen.